going on all you traders and investors out there this is thoughts and trading with trade doc segments called iron the market where i go over a list of 32 etfs to trade options on or trade stocks within those etfs um last week was interesting um the market keeps grinding up a little bit higher so I'll keep on you know bullish Keep on pushing forward to test the next level highs. Now we all know what's going on in the news and things like that. So things are pretty uneventful as far as, you know, job reports and uh, what those things are doing to the markets, which is not a lot. The market keeps on grinding up higher. Testing, testing, testing. Small pullbacks during the day, uh, but mostly the overnight sessions are getting bought up. So maybe getting short squeezed on the overnights. Um, I keep doing earnings. Um, last week, a few of them came through. One of them was Casella, and I'm still in it. Those options expired, but I bought Casella when I bought the calls when they were pretty low. Casella came out with earnings and beat earnings. So, um, I think they have a little bit, they have another leg to move up. I like that to move up before I sell another call against it. Now, it's very, the, the option market in Casella is a little bit illiquid. So, you'll find that. And so, that's what's caused me not to put on those um, not to sell the, the calls yet just because uh, there's just no no uh, no volume in it aside from that uh, I bought some I bought a call in India came down on, on Wednesday I bought a, uh, some calls in India INDA came down Wednesday and Friday but came back up I'm almost back to even on that um, the shorts I took on cues were complete losers. So just the hedge positions. I'm kind of long, but I was short the cues because that's the one that I was I was uh, uh, scalping for a while. But the last two swings that I tried on it, just not working out. But now I have a, a couple of other hedge positions in the cues. Some negative neutral to negative delta. And that's just the hedge, my longs that I've been adding. So I've been adding longs into like the emerging markets, just small, not not completely in it. I want to keep buying as it as the price comes down. Um, I did sell some uh, Bitcoin cash and some Bitcoin. Uh, I had a sell order Bitcoin at ten thousand. Just just sold a little bit, like a third of my position at that point. And you know it came down. So now I'm buying back my Bitcoin cash. Um, you know a tenth just a tenth of a coin at a time all the way so i i did that like three times today uh and i'll keep on buying it throughout the day even though the price goes up and down if it goes down be great if it goes up then you know i'd rather buy it on the way down i just want to get back the five coins that i sold uh last week but 
even though I feel like I should be in a hurry for it, I shouldn't be in a hurry for it. I should just let the price keep sliding and just keep on adding and and getting that position back. And then, you know, I'll probably be down on the position, but I'll, I'll be fine because I have all the coins back. I just don't want any of the crypto to blast off. I guess I have real bad FOMO. I don't want them to blast off and me not have any coins, you know. I do trade it. So when I do sell it, it's kind of like a technical type reason why I sell. So I did notice that it did go to extreme, and those are one of the strategies I use in all markets. When I see the chart do that, it just screams short to me or um, sell. So in Bitcoin Cash, it just happened to be the sell. So I just sold, you know, just five coins, which is just almost half of my Bitcoin cash position. As far as Ethereum, I didn't sell any Ethereum. So I, I bought some Ethereum along with Bitcoin cash. Now that I did make a return on it, I'm actually buying it cheaper. So you can say I did short uh, the Bitcoin cash market, just not really. I just sold my, I just sold almost half of my position. I just want to buy it back. Um, Aside from that, I had I had a couple of good earnings trades, um, but this week it was just the Casella trade that that I had going. Um, aside that, I was just working and busy. Didn't see nothing else coming along. Uh, I opened up a couple of shorts in the queues for you know in the next couple of months. Just thought some neutral to a slightly negative delta, but. Um, Without further ado, let's just get into it. This is the broad 32. High in the market. First up is USO. USO is trading at 21.47. It was up almost 5% on Friday. Um, translated to, to CL, the crude oil futures. Trading at 24.63, which is... Pretty good off the lows, considering the futures got all the way down to like, you know, the cash futures like $10 down to $6. This was on, on April 21st, so that's when uh, the contract were negative, but you know, there's, there's still talk that there's uh, oversupply, all the all the storages are full so until we see demand come back and some of the storage being used all prices should remain probably down here where they are I am long via USOI which is um, a covered call ETF type strategy haven't got paid a dividend on it yet we'll see how it's performing next is XOP and XOP is pretty pretty much moving up was up almost six percent 5.8 percent on friday kind of making this bullish pendant so it, it looks pretty good as far as to the long side now this could reverse at any time um companies like eog resources was up six and a half percent uh 
NBL was up 13%. So the whole sector RRC, that was the one that was shorting. Now I'm looking to, I was looking to short this sector. So if anything that I was looking for, it'd be like for a swing short. Like I'd like to take a nice long leg down. Right now, I like to see this breakout and then I'll probably play the trade, the retracement on it on the short side. But as far as the structures looking for XOP, trading at 53.59, up 5.8% on Friday, making this structure of uh, a bullish pendant. Um, I'd let it break out <clears throat> before placing the short on it. I wouldn't go long with it because of the whole uh, logistics of oversupply and uh, storage is a full. So when you have all the oil you need and storage is a full and uh, don't know why you would need the oil explorers to look for more oil to fill up the storages. It's kind of like on my thinking on this. And like I said, it'd be a short term for a swing. I'm just trying to find my my position. So as soon as it breaks out above 56, I'll be looking for the short closer to like maybe 62 around there. Now, why wouldn't I buy it thinking that it's going to break? Because if it doesn't break above the 56 and do the structure that I think it's going to do up to like the 62, 63 pot, it might just touch 56 and come down and break below 51. So I'd rather see a breakout to the upside before going short. And the short, I'd drive it all the way down to 44. And right now it's trading at 53.59. I might even just do it on a company like RRC. I mean, I'm, I'll be looking for like a WLLL. -L -L. I mean, there's a few of them that in the sector that are prime, and I'm sure a lot of like big money is looking for it to put the trade on there. Next is OIH. This is the one I was rooting for. Trading at 110.21, up almost 9% on Friday. I wish I was trading and not working because these are the type of moves that that you see coming and then you see them moving and doing exactly what they need to do um, and there's plenty of companies in oih to uh you know one of the biggest ones slumbershay was up seven almost eight percent on friday but yeah i wouldn't this wouldn't be the short for me um OIH looks like it has potential to keep on drifting up with uh, its, its oil service demand. So it has nothing to do with the price of oil. If anything, they should be moving up just because um, people, people be, I mean, they don't want any oil. So it'd be easy for them because they begin, the, the product would be cheap and they can resell it along with the services for a little bit more. But uh, let's just move along. Next is natural gas was down 4%. Oh, it just looks like it's broken. It's uptrend. 
and um, I had to trade in natural gas for a while. No interest in it. I've just been doing earnings mostly. So on Friday, it definitely broke below its structure. So we can maybe see a retest back up to the 1350s before it dropping again. <clears throat> so natural gas looking for neutral to negative delta there. Next is XLE. And XLE trading at 38.78 bullish almost up up four and a half percent on friday i'm missing all these moves just doing this recap on the weekends is just not enough um, especially the way i used to trade these options I, i'd be making a killing because i used to do a lot of uh butterflies calendars a lot of neutral positions I used to create uh, iron condors I never I never liked buying straight up iron condors I used to like legging into them but definitely bullish here still XLE looks like it's almost starting to break out of its pendant so I would definitely stay bullish to neutral on here next is XLU was up two percent on Friday Looks like it's doing it's kind of retesting a couple of the lows but staying above good support so yeah still bullish on on XLU it was up two percent on Friday I don't see a reason why it wouldn't go back up to the 61s next is XLI industrial sector this has been kind of lagging, but I know it's going to get bullish. It just needs, we just need to, to open up the economy and everybody get back to work and everything like that. But they were up 2.5%. I mean, these moves are pretty good, you know. You just don't want to get caught short here. Next is uh, XLB, the material sector, and they've had a nice launch, you know. From $37 where it's at now, we're at $52.58. to where we are at today, that's a 40% increase. Uh, that's, that's really decent. Still pretty bullish to neutral. I mean, I'm going to start swinging these. So maybe I'll put some, uh, I have, I made a nice chunk doing the earnings, but I think I'll start doing some swing positions on these ETFs again. Next is materials, I mean metals and mining, one of my favorite sectors I haven't been in, and they are actually breaking out. They were up 6% on Friday, trading at 2024. Definitely, it might just be um, the markets might reduce the volatility and just trade uh, according to like the rules they're going to start following the rules again is what i think so we'll see retracements but uh, the trend will always be up next is the mj sector I haven't covered in a while it's like a mj trading at 11.81 from mj from their drop to where we're at today 
just to compare with other sectors, is up 34%, which is which is pretty decent as well. But they had a like a two-day pop of 42%. Not a two-day pop. It was one, two, three, four, five, six days of the week. They came up to 42%, peaked out at 1263. Now they just drifting up. So it could be good. You could just buy along and just hold. Next is XBI, that's biotech sector, up 1.5%. This biotech sector looks like it's about to break out. It just made an all-time high on Friday at $100.28, right now trading at $99.57. I mean, pretty impressive. I mean, from the bottom to an all-time high that they're at now is 56%. So they didn't really from the top to the bottom. So they dropped 36% and they went up 56%. So, you know, that's, that's pretty nice. But nobody, like, where it's, it's, it's unbelievable the way these things are, uh, the way things are going here. Next is the healthcare sector. And they look like they're rolling over. I think the healthcare sector has already ex exceeded where they're going to be. So, I mean, last week they were saying they were looking weak. They finished off the week pretty low. They kind of just bounced out. Oh, man, I would love to put an ultra, uh, like, a calendar at the 94s around there. A 94 calendar, just let it... Just capture that leg down. So yeah, I would be watching out for the healthcare sector XLV, just because uh, it looks like they're rolling over. If they were gonna make all times highs, they would have made all time highs. Especially that they, they were leading. They weren't. It wasn't the biotech sector that was leading before. That it was the healthcare sector. So you know, and doing and looking at the macro, it's. Now you have one wave down. This could be the top of the second wave. Now we'll have a third wave that's lower than that first one. Technically, it should happen like that. So that way it's a strong uh, reversal. It'd be uh, a, B, uh, a, B, C, or one, two, three reversal is, is would be great for, to see the markets keep on moving at all-time highs. But I definitely would rather go short on the healthcare sector. Next is XRT, up four percent. It was a retail sector. They made a nice, nice move. So they keep on poking up. And I'm gonna update my my ETF list. There's definitely companies in here that are that are not gonna make it. Um, like Burlington stores, they were up 0.4%, a quarter, a half a percent. And Tiffany's was up uh, a quarter of a percent as well, while the whole sector is up 4%. So those were the laggers there. The leaders were KMX, it was CarMax, up 5.5%. 
uh, Lithia Motors was up six and a half. The gap was up nine percent. So, so uh, Best Buy is one of the big market caps there, up three and a half, three percent. So look for some neutral back up to the upside. I mean, for everything to crash now, it's hard, but you've got to start shopping. So it's going to happen. Next is XLP. That's uh, consumer staples. Now, this is one that's looking like it's ready to bounce. I'm more bullish on consumer staples than I would be others. Um, I got to look how they're weighing. Look at the stocks that they're weighing, but I know it's Procter Gamble, Walmart, Coke, and Pepsi. So, yeah, there's there's a good, good there's a good variety of stocks in that sector. Uh, next is XLY up. 1.9%, almost 2% on Friday. I'm a little less bearish on this one. This one looks like it's going to keep on trading sideways for a while. So that's the way I'd have it, just as a neutral delta. Next is the semiconductors. They've actually still holding the trend. Barely holding on. It looks like they could start to, to roll over. Next is IYR, that's real estate sector, and they are kind of just trailing, just holding on, going sideways. Depends how the economy goes, this might find a drop, trading at 7509, I think it could retest the 66s. Next is the financial XLF, and they've been holding just trading sideways, arcing out. My financials probably have a little bit more to gain, but they could also be the first to drop. If they drop to the levels of uh, like 1950s or be beyond 20, then probably the rest of the markets will go with them, but it's hard to say. Next is TLT. The bonds <clears throat> were down one, almost one and a quarter percent on Friday. I could see that continue to roll over on the bonds, so it's probably now time to short bonds. Next is gold arcing out there, making like a pendant, squeezing. So it's a classic, uh, classic pull pendant. How long will it trade sideways for before the breakout? Nobody knows. It could trade sideways for a long time. How many times have you traded a structure sideways? waiting for it to break out, for it to never break out. It's one of those things with gold. Now, this late, it has been moving, but now it's got the structure, and I'd wait for it to squeeze right now. It's trading between, like, the 62, 62 and 58. So having some, like, once, uh, 160 calendars would probably work here just as long as there's no breakout or a drop that I think it's going to trade sideways for a while.
Next is GDX. And I have no stocks in GDX. I should have the, the stocks in GDX though. I'd like to trade some gold mining stocks. I do like to, to short gold miners. Now, they made an all-time high on Friday, trading at 34.86, which is pretty respectable. You know, granted, that's a pretty big move from $16.36. They've already doubled gold miners. I've been on a tear. Next is the SPY, up 1.5% on Friday reclaimed above the 185s so this could continue to be bullish as long as it stays above 185 if it breaks another 185 then it might be a, there could be a retest you know but if it stays above 185 for the next week then we'll probably look for just bullishness from there on out next is the qqqs trading at 225.50 making a breakout above the structure so we'll see how far this could poke up next is iwm up three almost four percent on friday iwm has been lagging so they're nowhere near their all-time highs trading at 132 their all-time highs is 170. this is something i'd be interested in always been interested in so If uh, if I have to go along with the market and risk on instead of hedging, then I would go with the IWM long. Next is the VIX. The VIX continues to trail down. Was down ten and a quarter percent on Friday. So if that's the signal, kind of like broke below. If that's the signal, then we could probably see the VIX continue to move down. Next is FXI China. And they are far from the highs. Um, you know, I, I just sold. Uh, so that I'm not sure why, but uh, I did sell all my Chinese stocks like a while back. I just sold the last one I had was Neil NIO on Friday just because I wanted to be uh, Chinese free. So now I have nothing Chinese in my portfolio, which, you know, I. Normally I wouldn't, but um, you know I changed my put my investments elsewhere, especially because I said something about like I got a uh, like an email saying that they're gonna charge me because of Chinese tariffs or whatever they're gonna charge me for holding shares of Chinese companies. So I I'm all done. I, I'm good. I don't want to be charged to hold Chinese anything. So just principality wise, you know I'll maybe trade China again but strictly just trades not invest like long term for uh, dividends even though there was some Chinese like dividend things going on but now with the, all the stuff that's happening um, it's just too shady too shaky so just staying out of it next is INDA and I got long INDA just because it came down came down a little bit more I should have added bounced off the the hundred moving average now moved up two percent on Friday I can see this continue to branch out move on long I just gotta 
do something to my position to get some um, some theta. I don't, I don't want to be negative theta. I'd rather be positive theta. That's the only thing. Next is RSX. And they look like they're ready to bust out. They could. RSX moving up. So, yeah, I would like to go along RSX. This structure, if it breaks above 1978. So that's the, the level I'd like to see it break, put like a, a stop by up there. Next is EFA. We're almost done here. EFA up one, almost 2% on Friday. They look like they're ready to roll over as well. A couple of them might be, the markets might be neutral. I don't see volatility going too high, but mostly neutral. Next is EEM. Up 2% on Friday. Emerging markets. I have emerging market late dividends. So I guess that's my exposure to China only. But it's not only China. It's like Malaysia. All that stuff. So. But emerging markets. It's got to make it to 40-40. Next is EWW. This is one I was liking to go along. Definitely should have. They were up 4% on Friday. And yeah, I didn't do what I said I was going to do in the video. And once again, they just took off. So bullish in Mexico. I mean, really, they based out for this long. Uh, everything's crossing over. I mean, Mexico is definitely bullish. Last but not least, EWZ. Same thing as Mexico. Anyways, good luck trading. See you all next week. Peace.